The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, welcome back. So I'm here with another QHHT practitioner, John McClucky. He is in Australia and he actually lives in my favorite place of the whole wide world, Burley. Super jealous. But I am excited to talk to him today because he, one, he's a Libra like me, which is super cool. Libras are the best. And just to be able to talk to someone who is also a QHHT practitioner, I've interviewed a few people now in, in our work and I love getting to know you and your journey with QHHT. So hi, John. Hello, and thanks for having me. Welcome. And Burley is the best place in the world. If people out there haven't been to Burley, just Google it because it's beautiful. Yeah, Burley, Burley Hill. Beach, amazing. Burley Hill, I just love going up that hill in the morning when it's like not too hot. You just come around, you go, is it Talabudja Creek? Can you go down and just round? Yeah. I love it. Mm. My, um, my wife went there a couple of months ago and she saw a, a koala there with a with, with holding a little baby koala that's quite rare isn't it really just out just out in nature yeah oh god i love koalas like the best mm. my mum said she came back as an animal she come back as a koala it just sleeps all day yeah totally yeah uh-huh. <laughs> what's your favorite animal in australia yeah. my favorite animal um i've got a thing for dolphins yeah. I guess um, there's lots. There's lots of whales over here. Yeah, that, no, that are pretty yeah. cool. Lots yeah. of turtles. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I don't think. Um, just super unique. Hmm. I, can't, I I'm kind of just blown away because my listeners know that I'm in New Zealand and oh. how different Australia and New Zealand is. Oh, so different. Um, yeah. What blew me away was the ladybirds over here. They have different colored ladybirds. Yeah. They got yellow ones and purple ones. Um, sometimes they go multicolored. Yeah, it sort of blew me away because back at home in, in, in New Zealand, where I was born and raised, there was only red ones. <clears throat> it's so crazy. You were born in the place I live in, and I really want to live where you live. Yeah. As in, like, I'd love to have a holiday home there. And it's weird because I always thought, like, Australia was where I'd feel at home the most, but it, since I got to New Zealand, because I'd never been to New Zealand until I emigrated here. Bold move. I... It was obviously meant to be. I just feel definitely at home here. There's a lot of the UK here. Like, you know, mm. that that's like, you know, the greenery and just the nature here as well. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's very similar. Do, do you miss it here? No. No. <laughs> um, 
I I love my time there. Yeah. Um, but I don't miss the weather. The weather here on the Gold Coast is yeah. superb. Yeah, no. Yeah. We actually look forward to the winter here. Yeah. So, I, well, to be mm, honest, which is really you know, I, I grew unique. up in the UK, so New Zealand weather is amazing for me because yeah. winter days here were warmer than some of the summer days in the UK. And all the UK people just want to get away because of the weather. That's probably why your ancestors yeah. moved from Scotland because it's so cold. One hundred percent. Yeah. Either that, or, or or they were being naughty and and, and they went on those ships that, that sent yeah, them away. Yeah. Maybe. I know the, the criminals got sent. Um, that's that. I'd be happy with that. If that was one of my past lives, I got sent over to Australia for being naughty. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. So. Totally. Talking about past lives, what are some of the past lives you've had? Me personally. Yeah. Um. I've had quite a few regressions um, because usually um, a lot of the times I'll jump on the group ones as well um, and and just have my own experience. Usually it's me taking them, but sometimes I'll jump on somebody that's um, facilitating so then I'll be the participant and just go on my own. I'm bewilderment. But one... um, uh, there's a couple that stick out. One, one was quite funny. Um, I remember being being here on Earth, and it was way back. It was like when men um, they were just going through. They weren't Neanderthals, but they weren't that intelligent as well. Yeah. And there and there was twelve of us, mm-hmm. and there was there was nine that came down as men and, th- and three women. And my role was to help them um, build shelter. And um, so going from the caves into actually building the shelter and stuff. And um, the, the woman's role, the three women were to come in behind us and they were showing them ha- how to seed plants and stuff mm. like that. And we are all about... We're all about nine feet tall. And I remember the facilitator asking me, is there any significance to being that tall? And I said, yes, that's because the humans respect us. Because if we went down to their same level, they, they wouldn't respect us. Yeah. And, um, and it's, that's still the psyche today, actually. Like a lot of people will respect somebody who's, who's a lot taller than them yeah. because they're seen as an authoritarian for that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then... Um, I remember getting so upset with the humans there because we'd finally finished everything and they were doing really well. And then one of them played with fire and stuff and, and it burnt it down. And I was just like, <laughs> just crazy. And um, and then we rebuilt it. But we weren't living on the land. We were actually living in the water. Yeah. The 12 of us, which was interesting. Yeah. So we'd come up and... um. We were living in a cave under the water and then we'll come up and then we'll do our mission with the humans and then at night we'll, we'll jump back in the cave and, and we'll have a debrief and all that sort of stuff. And then in the spare time, I'd go swimming with the dolphins and, and the whales and, and stuff like that, yeah, have, have a really good time with them. Mm. And then on the last day, I remember um, just everything collapsing. Like there, there was earthquakes and fires and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of us, a lot of the 12 died there because they were up on there. 
And I jumped into the water and I remember just floating there because I was really badly beaten up. And I remember a dolphin coming in and saving me. And then he, he took me deep into the water and that's where I died. But the body was still there and then I sort of popped out of the body and that was yeah. the end of that session. So then in another session that I had, because that got me really curious, I was like, that just opened up a whole can of worms, you know? Yeah. Um, so and that one, my intention was to find out what happened after it and where the hell did I come from and, and fill in that part of the story. So then in, my, in another session, I started off leaving that body and that was, that, that was the beginning point. So then I remember just leaving that body going out through the cloud, through the atmosphere. And I remember having all this information with me from what the humans did and, and, and how they evolved and they did quite well. And I remember just taking that information and just chucking it into the cloud, into the Acacia records, just like, I'm out of here because I didn't want anything to do with the humans. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm done. Bang, I'm out of here. And then... Um, so I went to this place and we went to um, what I did there. And I was actually a teacher there. It was, it was like a teaching role and it was all these new souls and none of them had been on earth before. So it was quite an adventure for them, for me to teach them what it was like on earth. Mm. And it was, it was so funny because um, I remember them, I, I remember one point, and I actually put my earth suit on and the students were just laughing so much at, at how ridiculous we looked and, um, because they were just light beings. And um, I remember them pointing to this thing here and they were saying, what's that? And I said, it's a mouth. And I said, <laughs> a mouth? What do you use a mouth for? And I said, that's what they speak with. And I said, and that's what they eat with. And they were just they were just laughing so much. So then what I did is I got them into a little human suit. So I got them into like little kids' bodies, like sort of five or six-year-old bodies, and they were jumping around and they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and they were trying to speak because it was so hard to speak through this stupid thing called a mouth. It was just hilarious. It was so funny. And then um, we got a call. And it was what Dolores Cannon calls like um, a, a, a volunteer call. Yeah. So all the students put their hand up and they were so excited to go to Earth. They were just so excited to have this Earth adventure. And I remember just thinking, oh, man. <laughs> so, so I actually put my hand up just to go and keep an eye on them. Yeah, which is really cool, which was really, yeah, because I knew that a lot of them, most of them are going to really struggle. And a lot of people do struggle here on earth. Like there's yeah, a lot of do, human yeah. beings that are just, they just struggle here, you know. They, yeah, it's, they it's know the energies, isn't, isn't it? It's they just can't, home. Yeah. They just know that this isn't their home, but they don't know where home is, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and it takes someone like us that's not going to, that can understand where they're coming from and, and, and the emotions that they're feeling and not judge them or criticise them or think that they're weird or anything like that. Mm -hmm. mm. So, so we can go and actually go and have a good time in a session and go and explore that part of them. And we can find out what are you actually doing here? Are you, are you here for a purpose or are you here for a reason or are you here just to have the experience and, and, and trying to fit in as much experience as you can? You know, we can really 
get to that plan of, of why they're actually down here. Yeah, so it was super cool. Mm. Oh, super so cool. That's, 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 that's two. Um, I had one that was an imprint because I knew that it wasn't my life, but it, it meant a lot to me. And that was, um, I remember because I'm very, um, I, I feel like I'm very balanced with the medical field and the natural healing field. I, I feel like we, we need to work together where it's just such a war and, you know, the natural healers go, don't go down the medical route. No, medical yeah, route I agree. Don't, go, don't, yeah, don't yeah. believe that. And I, I kind of wanted to explore where that comes from because I, I'm lucky because I have a lot of doctors, a lot of psychiatrists, a lot of psychologists that refer to their, their patients to me to, to come in. And um, so I'm really, really blessed by that. I, I feel like I've earned a pretty good reputation with, Plus, you have a, you you, you have that balanced thought, so you bring in that balance into your business, aren't you? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to explore where that came from. So this was just in one of the group ones. So um, I remember I was walking around the, the rocks, and I went into this cave, and I, I I think it was my mother at that time, and she was dying, and I was a um, natural healer in that body, and I was. I was trying to do everything that I could to heal her and nothing was working. And then I saw another body come in to the cave and that was when penicillin was just getting invented. And this, it was like a doctor and um, he gave her penicillin and I was just like, and it worked. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like that is so cool. And then, so then what I did was, I actually hopped into that doctor's body as yeah. well. And he was saying, well, this is just new and we're just testing it and, and the results are amazing. But he actually respected the other natural healer because he said, sometimes this doesn't work and sometimes your method does work. And so there was a real mutual respect there. There wasn't yeah. no criticism. There wasn't any judgment. Yeah. And, and then because it was quick group life one, so and, and then I sort of pulled out of it and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I've got that now. That, that, that's where I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like even when people come into, into my sessions, sometimes their higher self will go, will, will say, go down the chemo route, you know, just, just believe in it and, and, and it works and, and it works for them, you know. So I feel like I go against a lot of practitioners where they say, don't go down the medical, don't go down the chemo, don't go it's, down. It's, it's, it's individual. It's, it's, yeah, it's so up it's to the person. It's their, yeah. it's, their, it's their subconscious that knows. It's not, our, it's not the facilitator's ego that knows. Yeah. And then if they do what the subconscious says, well, then it's going to work. It's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah, it, there's a few things that you said then, like the, uh, the the lies you mentioned about, you know, we got the call to go down to Earth. Have you seen the Disney movie Soul? No, I haven't seen all of it. Oh, you'll have to mm. watch it. Yeah, it I understand really, it. Yeah, yeah, it's when it came out, I watched it and it's like, oh, I got really emotional because like it makes sense. Like it really does make sense. All these souls are like waiting and then he talks about it and they go in these different rooms and the rooms give them personalities and you're going to be like this and that and so it, that was quite interesting and when you mentioned neolithic times my it's my birthday on friday and my stepchildren have bought me this neolithic game and it's got this like hammer you know, like the old like like freddie flintstone hammer thing and it blows up and you have to speak like old language one syllable words 
And if you if you say a yeah. two syllable or three syllable, you get hit on the head. So it's so funny. Like we were chatting on, we did the game on Saturday and we're like, I want yeah. to. And I was laughing, saying to Chris, like, you know, in a past life, that's that's how they spoke. Like, because cavemen used to go, uh, 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 and it went into words. And that's how language, because I've always been yeah. fascinated with language and how, why is there so many languages over the world? And all the accents that we have, you know, it, it fascinates me. So doing the one syllable words, it's a great game, especially for like, you know, my seven-year-old stepson who, you know, he was like, what's a syllable? And we were, he did really well. So it was great for that. Mm. So it's interesting how, you, you can go far, that far back. Like I've had clients yeah, totally, drop, yeah. drop down and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what they are and they end up being just pure plasma before earth was even created, you know, mm. like, and they just move mm. around and they just went wherever they wanted to. I've had just energy. Yeah. 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 And mm. it's it just, it's just so interesting. And then I, I agree with what you say about the balance between the medical and the natural, because what we have on earth right now is exactly what we're meant to have. There's no, I think everything that's happening in the world right now is divinely perfect. There's no mm. shoulds and shouldn'ts. And my partner, he's, he's science mind, but he's very spiritual. So he's got that, you know, he's got the the dual, but that's the point. There's a duality in everything, isn't there? So you've got this medical mm. and natural. I think what happens over time is it's that ego, isn't it? Well, I'm not natural. I'm medical, and the clash yeah. happens, and that's the same it's with the ego. That, that's why there's war. That's what causes the war. Yeah. It's instead of me saying to you, "Oh, John, you're a natural healer," or "Well, I'm I'm a, a medic," you know, saying how beautiful is you bring your modality to the uh, to the world. I bring my modality to the world. That's kind of like that's why true. I always applaud everybody for what they do because everyone has a purpose and a mm. unique blueprint and. Mm. It's to respect each other and just know we're all from the same. Mm. We're just here for have different. Totally. Yeah. And it's about the client. Exactly. It's about getting them better. If yes. they're sick, it's about getting them better. Mm. Not forcing you, you know, because like I said, it's, a, I mean, one, one of my big spiritual teachers is Wayne Dyer. Like I just know his work inside oh, and out. Him. And He's yeah, I know. He's like my favorite. And, he says, I have a mind open to everything attached to nothing. And that's what I say to clients, like don't have a fixed mindset on this is what I need to do. And this is what's going to work. Try everything. Try it all. Why, you know, we're here to experience. And if you do think about it, medicine, it all comes from a plant. It all comes from a herb. It all comes from something, yeah. you know, it's, mm. you know, why were we given mm. all that? We were chatting about this. We were looking at the stars last night. My partner's got a telescope. And we found Saturn and you can see the shadow of Saturn and you get on that deep, yeah. deep conversation route then, don't you? Like, what's this? Why, why, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? And, you know, God gave us everything we need to survive on this planet. And medicine's been so progressive. And now, we, you know, we can fight infection. And I got bit by a spider. It's amazing. Huh? I got a white tail spider yeah, right two weeks ago. I saw yeah. That, yeah. So if I didn't have antibiotics, it could have been, could have been yeah. worse. You know, it could have spread. Mm. And I know um, horror stories of the Maori that say, you know, people had the limbs cut off because the, because the, you know, the 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 white tail bite would spread and and it's a flesh eating mm. bite. So I stop it. I sit mm. there and I'm just I'm grateful. I was sat with the nurses in the medical because I've got a work visa here. So I just sat with them and said, you know how grateful I am that you do what you do. Like you just helped me so much. Mm. You should see the faces. They're like they expect people to moan and groan where I'm, I'm here just to criticize them yeah yeah i'm just saying do you know how grateful i am that you're helping me like i'm so blessed thank you and they're just mm. like oh and it just that makes mm. me feel good and that's that's what's wrong not say wrong in the world that's what's the issue in the world now is you don't mm. believe what i believe so that means you're different to me and that again is yeah. the ego speaking isn't it that's so, judgment yeah 
Like I'm- just going back to that, um, just going back to that Neanderthal story. I actually had one a couple of days ago. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, it was so funny. So funny. Yeah, I actually had to um, because because they didn't speak that much. So sometimes when they're in the body, they're just grunting and groaning and. <laughs> so I actually pulled him out, and so he could see him. And I, I got him to sort of connect to him so he could think what the Nandor was thinking. And he was like, well, he, he ain't thinking much. <laughs> he was just doing, just doing what he was doing because he was just sitting by a, um, by a lake and he was just blank until a, volca- until a volcano went off. And he was like, oh. But he didn't, know, he didn't know what it was or he didn't know the danger or anything. Yeah, so he sort of got swallowed up in the end. Yeah. And, um, it was just, it was just funny because when he said, "Oh, you know," he, he's just there, he's thinking, and it's just blank, and there's nothing in there. And I could, uh, I could hear some woman's voice. Maybe it was Dolores or somebody. And I was like, "Well, some men haven't changed that much, have they?" <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't that kind of <laughs> resonate with? The, the thinking mind today like back then they hardly thought of anything and now it's we're overthinking we're in anxiety because we're overthinking of things we don't even need it's to think about opposite. it's gone the opposite way yeah yeah like the ego is the master storyteller like i say to clients all the time and i know what they're thinking you, your mind's saying a story and and then i tell my clients to stop and ask is it true and they say no so why are you giving it time why are you giving it space because yeah. it you know it's just you're making it up to justify something you're wasting energy yeah you're just wasting energy yeah, it's funny how, like, you know, the ego has evolved because it's just fascinating. It's like we've evolved the ego. It's like we've got so much in our faces now. We've got news, media, technology. Like, it's just blinkers are constantly Simulation on. overload. Yeah, so I think, like, the ego's kind of ascended with that. Like, it's I'm not saying it's, it's – it's obviously ego has purpose, but, you know, back then, you know, Neolithic times, all they had to do is wake up. It's like literally like they don't have to think of anything. They just, yeah, it's like, like an animal. It's just programmed just a certain way to survive and just mm. were us. Fully in the prison chain. moment. Yeah. 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 Just like, mm. oh, there's a volcano. It was just fully in the prison moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then it got swallowed up. Mm. It, it, it couldn't run away from it. So. Well, I wonder that if that's it. when we evolved Finish. then to obviously then the ego was the fight or flight. So we would see the volcano and know that was that was dangerous run, you know, that kind of, you know, mm. it's interesting how our evolution is as my partner does a lot of conservation. So he does a lot of species in animal physiology and behavior. Mm. So, you know, he knows it's a lot about animals and yeah, it's it. When I did animal studies, I just behavior was my big one. Like even us as, as animals were, were behavior, aren't we? We have behaviors and it's, it's kind of like that's my favorite subject. Yeah, my favorite subject in the whole world is human patterns and behaviors. Yeah, I find human beings fascinating. Yeah, it's mm. and we're so simple. Yeah, when we, we break we it make down, it so human complex. beings are so yeah. simple. Mm. But then we make our own lives hard, complex because yeah. it's like it's like it's like the self wallowing, isn't it? It's like we're we're just trained to be in this. Oh, poor me. But actually, that doesn't serve. Like, oh, I, I, I. If I'm in a, a self pity, I have to snap out of it. I'm like, right, just, just let's go out for a walk. Let's just go for a drive. Let's, and it, you know, it's you can, um, you can, 
you can feel sorry for yourself, but you don't want to wallow in there. You just want to have a moment, let it pass, and and, and then go back. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. You're a human being. We're here to have this experience, aren't we, this human experience, even though... Sometimes, mm. sometimes I think, why did I come back for this this life? Clearly, I had lessons, but I'm just like, oh my god, why, why, why did I come back? But I think it's especially so it's like an interesting time. It is, yeah. I was going to say, like you know, with the your COVID just happening, and it's just and the all the awakenings that have just happened with with COVID. Like I, I think COVID made us conscious. Like that's my kind of tagline for people. Is like, you know, even though it was such an awful time for the world and it's you know it's been a lot of death there's been a lot of grief and things like that it's everything had divine order like people who died chose to die in that moment chose because everyone's learning lessons and everyone's that depends on on what you choose to to listen to as well yeah because if you listen to if you listen to some statistic companies they say there was actually the same amount of deaths as there always was the the year before COVID and the year before that yeah Mm, so well, that's it, what I'm saying, it, but you, you, you think, yeah, yeah, you to. think, yeah, that, that actually, thank you for that reminder, because I think like, oh, I have that kind of, I wouldn't say fear, but that delicate energy around it. Cause you know, I, I did lose friends to COVID, like older friends that, you know, mm. did get yeah, COVID. Totally, and, yeah. But I think like what you've just said, John, it makes sense. Like they're, they're just showing you the statistics from, from what a piece of paper, which could have been wrong. And like you said, they were putting down these mm. deaths were COVID, but they probably weren't and but it, it's just that the basis is covid coming into the world at this time like the awakenings that have happened from from you know from mm. covid is it made people mm. go within there's layers to it yeah, yeah. how mm. did it affect you like if it did like in whatever not way? at all yeah not one but i wasn't yeah. even scared of it we um we were so lucky here um especially on the Gold Coast, like we didn't have any, I think we had a lockdown maybe once or twice for a few days or three days or something. But um, everybody just did their own normal thing. Everybody still went to the beach and everybody just went out and got some fresh air. And honestly, on the Gold Coast, it didn't really affect us at all in any way at all. Life just went on as normal. What do you think Dolores would have said if she was still alive about COVID? Um, I don't know because I can't really speak for her. No. Um, so I don't. Really I always know. wonder because I always say about Wayne Dyer, what would Wayne have said? And I think they would have just said it was all happening for a divine reason. It's like it's like anything is. Let's go it? with it. Yeah. Mm. If if there's a storm coming, just stay inside and battle up the hatches and read a book and and just wait for it to pass it's like we're looking to that what like the ego wants to be offended doesn't it it's like oh we've got this how can we be offended today it's like it's the default isn't it of the ego like it's for me it's like i'm always pausing throughout my day you know because especially us humans we can be so judgmental of ourselves and others and i remember i remember wayne on his last talk because his last talk was in new zealand which was quite profound actually before he died I remember him saying, I am light, I think it was. He said, someone said, you you know, well, I think someone asked him, was he rid of his ego? And he said, no, because he'd be lying if he said yes. And he said, but he said in one of his talks, he was in Australia and 
someone had brought his meal out and it wasn't what he asked and he, he caught himself like being a bit of a jerk to this guy and he actually paused and just corrected himself and he said this was mm. a week ago and obviously he died a week later so it's like he was still working on his ego and he's still working on and that's that's the key like I say there's this perfectionism in in the air like I see it with a lot of clients when they come for hypnosis or whatever they come for reiki or whatever it is they thought that they want the healing journey to be perfect they want to be healed now Mm. it's like the quick fix quick fix it's a journey it's a journey and i said you know you could could yeah you could be working on it till the day you die but that's the whole point it's the journey that you take on like i'm not the same person i was six months ago when i arrived here i'm not the same person i was a year ago but i think you know listening to wayne say that was profound like it's the whole journey yeah Totally, one hundred percent. Have you have you always you been spiritual? Have you always been spiritual since you were like younger, or was it kind of as you got later in life? I was always no. I'm always been curious. Mm. Yeah, I've always been curious. Yeah, mm. that's the Libra mind. I think because I I know a lot of Libra friends and they're all very curious. Mm. Very curious and very open to everything and anything. Mm. I was the type of kid that would ask twenty one questions before eight o'clock in the morning. My parents would be like, Pip, it's eight o'clock and you've been awake for an hour and you haven't shut up. <laughs> I'm still like that now. I'm still like that now, yeah. though. I'm just always looking for answers. I was always asking about space. I was always asking about the universe. I was always asking about like everything. How does it work? What happens? What's in space? How, are there aliens out there? And my dad used to be like, oh, I don't know, like, because he kind of like would try and but he's now more curious as well because my dad's always been into space and aliens and past lives. He's he's always been really curious and, uh, you know, it's nice that he can listen to some of my stuff now because he's been curious about mm. it. Yeah. But it's, would you say you've had like quantum moments in your life where you've just gone, well, that's profound and it completely changed you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this. Just, just... Any of them? Um... Probably the the most one that got me the most was um, when I first saw Dolores. Um, that was when I was doing an, another class, um, learning just past life regression, and um, I know that the the trainer she. <laughs> Even the way that I got there was was weird because I wasn't supposed to do that class. I had no interest in past life regression at all because I did my clinical. Um, I, I had my clinical practice before the past life stuff. Um, but one of the people on the class that I did the clinical with, they told me that I have to do this, and and I really trusted them. So I just had a complete blind faith. Mm-hmm. And I and I went in it and and did it, and um I think it was the second or the third day, because I know that the that the trainer, um had done the QHHT training with a lady called Dolores Cannon. I didn't know who Dolores was. I didn't know, didn't even know what she would have looked like, and um I kind of had heard of Brian Weiss, um but I didn't know any anything about him or anything like that. So I was very clinical-minded. Um, so then it was like the second or third day into it, and then um, 
for some reason, I've always followed my own intuition and I sat right in front of the projector. There was a chair by itself right in front of the projector and I, was, and I just thought, that chair's for me. So I just sat in it <laughs> away, from, away from everybody else. And, um, yeah, and, then, so, and then she did a tribute to, to the greats. So Dr. Brian Weiss came up and there was a picture of him and she was going, blah, 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 Dr. Brian Weiss. You know, wrote uh, many masters, many lives. He's a psychiatrist from Miami. And then the next one was uh, Dr. Michael Newton, who wrote um, Journey of the Souls. And he's a both those men are really beautiful men. And then, and then next came on Dolores Cannon, and it was that picture there. And as soon as I, as soon as that picture came up, I just went, Whoa. and and. Um, in clinical hypnosis, we call it eye lock. And that's when somebody's staring at something and you can go like this and they're just focused yeah. on it. Like that's, that, that's what we call it eye lock. But she got me bang instantly. And I could, I could see, I've never seen auras or anything like that before. I've never seen them since. But I could see this, um, this really, really beautiful blue band around her. And it was all moving. It was sort of like just going like this. And then around that was a pure white one. And then around that one was this deep, deep blue one. And it was so beautiful. And it was huge. And I was just, I was just like, oh my God. But I could I could feel her. And I could feel her intention. I just and I just went, oh man, she's such a she's got such a beautiful heart, this one. I could just feel her her integrity, basically, and um, and then I'll never forget this because I heard something in, in my head, and it said um, that they didn't like me that much. They thought I was mean, and I was laughing on the inside because I was like, "Who on earth could ever think that you're mean? Like, who could think that you're mean?" And then um. She said, I just did what I did, and then I was out of there. And then the next person moved on, and I, I, I think it was Edgar Casey or something like that. And um, so I actually asked the teacher, I, I sort of put my hand up, and I said, um, you did the training with the, to, to Dolores, didn't you? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then um, she said, yeah, Dol- Dolores just did what she did, and then she was out of there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It was word for word for what I heard. And then she kept on and then and then she was talking about something else and then she came back to me and she goes, actually, there, there was a lot of us that thought she was quite mean. And I was like, and that got me like I, could, I couldn't explain that at all. So that was just bang, Dolores when, got when, me there. When I... When I see Dolores and I hear her and I watch her videos or whatever it is, like I just, I can imagine, I think Suzanne said this when I spoke to Suzanne, she said, you just, you'd walk in and she just, she just owned the room. She just, I mean, like mm. Wayne Dyer, people said that about Wayne Dyer Big and other people. Yeah. Just a presence mm. alone. Like, you know, even. Just, it's their energy. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like the masses, yeah, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's the. It's their energy. Yeah. yeah. It's coming from inside them and it's radiating out of them. It is. Yeah. And I was, I was mm. trying to visualize that. Like, imagine me just walking into a room and Dolores is doing a speech. You know, obviously I never got to meet her physically, but 
I can oh, imagine wow. she's just she's just got that. <gasps> and you would just be so, you know, we're actually going watching Eckhart Tolle next February, uh, March. He's coming to Auckland and, yeah. you know, even mm. him, like, you know, watching him, he's just, you know, even though like you wouldn't call them living masters, you know, they're close enough to, to what we need in this day and age to take so much knowledge from them. And I think with Dolores, it was kind of like, for me, it was just uh, that presence of, of, uh, yeah, like for example, she said, you know, people think she's mean. Like, I don't think she's mean. She's just straight. She's powerful. She's empowered. She just says what she says, what she needs to say. It's like she's got mm. that boundary. What in place I found cause... out, what, what, actually, what what I found out because um, I was talking to Julia about it um, because I think it was in 2010. That was when she came to tour here, and that was when that trainer did, did the training with, with her. And what happened was, um, I'm not sure if it was 2010, but it was somewhere around there. But Dolores actually had just finished um, writing Convoluted Universe 4. And she had a couple of hundred pages that was, um, it was that, that there was just too much of, of the book. And then something happened with Ozark Publishing and they got the publishing date wrong. So they brought it forward too to, to much, but they'd already announced it. So Dolores felt pressure to edit her own book and to, and to cut those 200 pages. So what she was doing, and she, and she did it on the Australian tour. So what she did was she had to go in there and teach. And then as soon as she finished teaching, she didn't have much time because she had to go straight back to her room and edit the book. So that's where the perception that some people thought that she didn't have have time for them because they thought that, oh, she's just gone back to the hotel room or, 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 or she doesn't care or anything. But she was just so busy. Yeah. She was just so busy, yeah. Yeah, she was. Like she, so Don't forget, though, she's got physical pulls on her, but then she had all the spiritual pulls on her. Like she was always talking to the other beings and getting all the information. Like she was – I've not even, like, hardly read any of her books. I'm getting through some of them, and it's like she was such a knowledgeable lady and – She's spiritual too. So on a on a time out, you know what it's like when you got time out, you need that time of switching off because you are channeling all the time and you're getting downloads and information. And yeah, I just think, but like it's the same. It goes back to, you know, everyone's cup of tea and someone's always got something bad to say about someone. So, mm. you know, it's you can't make everyone happy, can you? You just gotta be who you are. And mm. the people who didn't resonate with her. She hasn't got time to even bother about that. And that that's what really inspires me with people is I'm at that p- place now where I say to people happily, if you don't resonate with me, like I, I want you to go find me something to resonate with because it's, totally. I want you 100%. to help yourself. I want you to help yourself. I want you to mm-hmm. find the best. I've just had, actually, I've just had a lady tonight earlier on. She, I did a special offer for some just intuitive guidance readings. I pull some cards and I do healing. And she thought I was a psychic medium. So when I got on the call, I just said, I'm going to pull some cards and see what, you th- see what comes up. And if you need any healing, I'll send some healing. And I go with the flow. And she said, oh, I thought you were a psychic medium. I was like, I'll just send your money back and go, go go spend it on a psychic medium. And she's like, are you sure? Is that not what, you're not, you're not bothered? I said, no. I said, it's not about the money for me. It's the energy exchange. But it's I want you to go and find the answers you, you're seeking that you wanted in the first place. Mm. And that's the point where you're at is to be less offended, to be less, just to be at peace. Like, I just want that peace in my life. And you know, the prayer of St. Francis, you know, make me an instrument of thy peace. You know, peace isn't something you just go and pick up. It's you just become peace. You know, it's mm. like any emotion. You just become it. 
you don't go and pick mm. it up and hold it. It's like happiness, but you don't you don't go and it's, grab it. It's a feeling. It's a it's, way of it's, being. It's not ex- it's not external. It's internal. I know. Mm. And sometimes I just wish I could just just get in someone's head and just go, and then it's like for that that's it's their journey, isn't it? It's for them to figure it out the way they need to figure it out. That's what makes this so fun. The, yeah. the, the human experience yeah that's why i'm the same like behavior and why why humans are the way they are like it's just oh, it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating mm, totally humans are just sucked into what society tells them to think and how to feel and, and how to be and mm. i'm very drawn that's to crazy. egyptian history and yeah it's i had a client last week she went to a life where she was she was a part of the Library of Alexandria. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love those types of lives. Like, I love all past lives, but then when, when they come through the ones that you really resonate with. And, you know, even then, like I thought to myself, back then they were more in tune with themselves. They didn't, they didn't really have, they had the furrow and they had like, obviously, to be in some sort of order. But people who lived on their own, you know, like kind of had their own freedom. They didn't have all the society kind of telling them what to do. They were more connected, I'd say. But it's like... Now we've just got everything, aren't we? Just too much in our faces, you know, with media and ego. <laughs> Ego's like wild over the world, isn't it? That's what that's what causes all the disputes and the wars. Mm. Mm, totally. One hundred percent. Did did you when did you get into QHHT? Um I think it was 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was the other thing too, because um, I didn't do the course for a while. I didn't take the level one course. But um, when I was hanging out the, when I was hanging out the washing, that same, that same voice, I don't know if it was Dolores' voice, but it sounded like it. Um, but I hadn't watched any videos or, or anything of it. Um, and it said, it said, um, you, you're going to do my course. So go and do it now. And it was really like now. So I, so, so that's when I signed up for it. I just signed up for it straight away. And, um, and I, I just binge watched it and everything that she said I just resonated with yeah I'm she the same just yeah. put all the pieces of the puzzle put together yeah and then um the following the following January was the level two and that's when I met uh Suzanne Spooner and Julia Cannon Kyle Wittenberg um and I really felt at home with them like yeah uh, I don't know why but me and Suzanne got on like a house on fire. And oh, I just she's just absorbed, brilliant. She's just, just amazing, isn't she? Yeah. Everything that she said, I, I just absorbed it. Yeah. And I'm really lucky because she really took me under her wing and um, really taught me so, so much. But then when the level three came, because um, I didn't feel like I was ready and I was, and I, I, I was talking to Suzanne probably two or three times a week at, at, at that stage. And I talked to her about it and um, because it was in Byron Bay, mm-hmm. which was only 40 minutes away from it, yeah. And um, so I 
I actually went to to the airport to pick up Kaya Wittenberg and, and Julia and all that sort of stuff. So so I was so I was so honoured. But then um, when I talked to Julia about it, because Kaya said, "Yeah, go for it," and Suzanne was like, "Yeah, sort of pretty casual, you know, why not?" Because um, I had almost done enough sessions, but by the time it came, I would have done enough sessions. So um, so in that year. I'd, I'd done my 135 in, in, in the 12 months. But Julia said something really interesting. She said, how long have you been doing this for? And she said, when did you take the level one class? Because you're not allowed to take the level three class unless you've been doing it for 12 months. And then when I look back on the date, it was the, I think it was, it was something like the 17th of July or something. 2020 and then so it must have been 2020 and then um and then the level three was the same day 17th of july 2021 exactly the same she said well isn't that funny she said because if you would have taken a day later you wouldn't have been eligible to go on you would have had to wait so well, <laughs> that's why divine it was so timing. stern it was so stern it was like you've got to do it now but you don't know these things until you look back and yeah. then you can work out your intuition and you're like, Oh, okay. I got it now. Such good so feelings, that was another though, thing that just yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. Mine was, yeah. I remember telling Suzanne this story and she was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. She actually told Julia cause this is how Dolores works as you mentioned. So I was, I didn't really know much about Dolores at all. I'd heard of her in the spiritual world, but I'd not really looked her into her a lot partner was the same he was very much into brian wise and michael newton like mm. he, my partner's lost past life regression so he's had loads of different things but he'd heard of dolores but never really kind of looked into her a lot and qhht kept popping up on my newsfeed and then someone took my reiki master told me to read jesus and the Essenes. i haven't actually read it yet but i bought it so she kind of was creeping in and then she kept, qhht was coming up all the time and i was like oh and i love learning so i was like oh and i had I remember being in Australia three years ago and actually I was sat in Burley Beach and I was thinking, I was listening to a past life podcast and I was like, these past life regressionists and these hypnotherapists, what a wonderful job they could do. I could never do that. It's such a hard thing to do. I don't think I could ever do that. Just me thinking out loud. I'll stick to my healing. And and, and then it was last year, I was separated from my partner because of COVID and I was kind of doing a lot of healing. And so I was kind of channeling and meditating. And I was, I was like, what, where am I supposed to go next? Just let me know where I'm supposed to go next. Just, just, and then my partner every night when he goes, I keep pointing there because there's a picture of him on the wall. There's mm. a, he, he meditates when he goes to sleep and he goes through a spiritual door and he kind of just see, sees who sat there. And he just mm. said, he woke up the next day and this was like October, November last year. He said, You won't believe what happened last, last night because obviously the time difference. I said, No, what? He said, I went through the spiritual door and it wasn't Wayne. It wasn't my dad. It wasn't my guides. Da, da, da. It was, it was this little old lady. She was just on this bench. And he said, and she was like eating mints. And she just said, I'm Dolores Cannon. And you need to read my convoluted universe book one. And Chris had never heard of convoluted universe. So she gave him a specific book to read and talking about, he told her the year she was born, the year she died. He looked it up the next morning. He was like, this is so profound. What the hell? But it was like the day after I'd asked the universe from a sign and a message. Mm. So Chris told me that. And I said, are you joking? I was like, you've just, she's just literally confirmed to me that she wants me to do the course. 
So that was kind of really interesting because I was, because he'd never heard of her. So when he typed in convoluted universe the next day, he's like, so he's, he's, he's on book three now, but he, he just said to give me a specific book to read from channeling mm. was pretty profound. I remember telling Suzanne that she, she, she loved it. Yeah. She's like, Oh, that's a wonderful. That's how she comes through. I said, I know. So that was how I really got into it. And same as you, I've not met any of you guys in person when I've watched your stories and like, you know, I've watched your videos and your posts, like I feel at home, like I feel like I'm a part of, of, of the community. And I feel like it's, mm. we all made contracts, didn't we, before we came to earth that we're all going to do this QHHT. And I do think Dolores, it, it's so busy right now. And it's so, cause I think Dolores is pushing people to QHHT as in like people, more people are doing it because of again, COVID and this awakening state that we're in. And there's a lot of healing going on. There's a lot of trauma healing going on exploration going on and that's what we're here to do isn't it like that's why there's more of us sign up to do our, our levels and things mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's why i love Dolores. yeah she's she like just, all she the answers in. are in yeah, yeah they're all they're all in they're, they're all within you yeah mm. nobody knows yourself like you yeah Don't and ask yourself it's so so interesting <laughs> when when someone comes here for a healing or intuitive guidance session even if it's online you know in person whatever I say to them, as soon as I sit down, this is my little declaration for you. My hope is that you don't need to come back to see me for guidance or healing because you have everything within you to do that. And they're Mm. like, what? I think they just think, you know, that's a weird thing to say. But I'm like, no, because my my hope for you is that you walk away and you have the confidence Mm. and the, the, I mean, great, come for a healing. It feels great. You can switch off for an hour and it's lovely. And getting the guidance off someone sometimes you need different perspectives and i'm happy to do that but you know that is my wish and hope for you that you can just go away and listen to your own intuition you know and mm. getting confirmed answers from someone else means you doubt your own intuition so you know it's mm. it's trusting your own intuition and trusting yourself mm. mm-hmm. totally 100 and we're not healing. I, I say i'm not healing you i said you're coming here for healing i'm not healing you i'm holding the space for you to heal and the facilitator yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. Just, we don't just, have that power, sorry. <laughs> I have for myself, I can heal myself. But I'm just mm. holding that space for you to be able to just open that doorway for you. Like past life regression is me just going, da 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 da. Here's the doorway. Here's the cloud. You come off. Go and go and do what you need to do. I'll just guide you through it. And then you people come away and they go, I didn't expect that. God, what I saw was just unreal and did it lights me up. Like I that after a session when we're talking and then it's funny, every client will text me that night or the day after and say, I've Googled such a thing. And this is, this is, this is this. And that's that, that makes sense with this. And now I know why that's happening. And I, I love it. I just, I say to them, if you, any insight comes through when you listen to a recording, please message me because I love it when they kind of piece things together with like history, when they're trying to pinpoint things. So Again, with you, mm, like, I just feel—I just feel honoured to be able to be a part of it. Mm, totally. Mm. The um, the biggest thing is is finding a facilitator that the client resonates with as well. That's key. That's the biggest thing, yeah. That's and a lot of people part. have said to me, which I'm learning level two, which has been really like a nice little like pat on the back for me, is what I'm learning level two is about. You know, Julie was talking about a lot of the healing happens in the interview and it's such an important part, which I love the interview. Like I love the hypnosis, but my favorite part is the interview. Like I love getting to know someone. I love listening to the story and I, I can pinpoint everything in my head, but I'd have said, don't tell them because that's for them to do. 
I, I give little clues and little subliminals like, you know how great you're doing? Like, oh my God, like you've come this far in two years. Like, oh, and I love that question. You're going to leave here today completely healed. What are you going to do the rest of your life? And they're like, oh, um, well, it's just like, it's such a big question, isn't it? And like, people have actually said to me, yeah, people have said to me like when they've left and they've kind of sat with it and they've, you know, listened to record and they've said to me, I was already healed before I went into hypnosis, like just talking it out with you and not, you know, being able to just have someone to Mm. listen, sacredly listen and hold that space because I've had a couple of clients say to me, and this is not to dis, you know, disc counselors or psychotherapists. Like I, I've got loads of friends who do that. They just said to me, I've got more out of this one day than I did in six months of counseling. And that, that mm. makes me feel good. But I'm also like, that's how powerful the technique is. Mm. And it's simple. So simple. You're so grateful. Mm. I know. Mm. So last three questions for you. I could, I could stay on for a lot longer and talk to you, but I know it's getting late. So if you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our world? What makes you think that, that the world needs to be saved? I knew you were going to say that. I just, I thought you were going to say something like, we don't need a magic wand to save the world because it doesn't need saving. It's It's as it's meant to be. And that's the answer I would give if someone asked me that. But it's it's great to have people's, you know, unique answers. But that's what you've just said is what I would say. You know, I, I, obviously, it's nice to have different things that people would use their one for. But that, again, is is your uniqueness. And that's why I asked the question is that everyone's got a unique purpose to help the planet heal. Mm. Mm. If, if I had a wand, I'd use it to scratch a back, to scratch my back where I can't itch it, <laughs> where I can't get to it. <laughs> Love it. I, was, I just knew. I just knew you were going to say something like that. So uh, the second question is, what are three things people can do right now to raise their consciousness? Um, one, L- L- Louise Hayes, all-time favorite thing. Love Louise Hayes. She's yeah. my all-time idol. Never, ever, 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 ever criticize yourself. Ever. Just stop it. Never criticize yourself. Don't judge others. Two. She said, if you can do number one, you don't have to do anything else because everything else will just fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. Two, she said, stop scaring yourself. That means stop making up those stories. Just stop it. Yeah, because they're only stories. Your body's going to do that. Three, um, just relax. S- simplify your life. If, if your life is all crazy and it's, uh, it's because you're making it crazy and it's going, uh, that means that you've complicated your life. Simplify it. Yeah. The happiest, the happiest people in the world are the most simple people. You look at even Wayne Dyer, very simple man. Very busy man, but very simple, simple man. Dolores Cannon, very simple. Mm-hmm. All of the greats. That's it's one of the only things that they have in common. They've, they've got lots of compassion, but their life is actually very, very simple because they've cho- because they've dealt with all the trauma, and they've chosen not to overcomplicate it. Yeah, and there's nothing mm-hmm. for my listeners. There's nothing wrong with you. Like it's just moving through the trauma. It's there's like there's, there was never everything. There was never ever anything wrong with you ever Mm, totally and 
and be very careful in, in the voices that, that you hear in your head because if they're negative or if they're yeah. critical or if they're something else, those aren't actually your voices. Yeah, They might be your dads or your mums or your brothers or your school teachers or something like that. Get rid of those ones because yeah. you're, you're, your inner self will never talk to you like that ever. Love those. Yeah, simple, simple, simple. Third question was a surprise question. If you had the whole world at your attention right now, what would you say to them? Um, oh, the whole world. What would I say? Good question. Um, I'd say go out and get an ice cream and just relax. It's all good. Yeah, I know. It's quite interesting, though, you and, think about, and, like... And, and say hello to, to the person next to you. Yeah. Hmm. Just a, a little, Is that too I'll, basic? I'll, no, honestly, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's simple, basics. what people need. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Just go out and do what you love, like... Totally. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I ask those three questions to everyone. It's just, I love every answer is completely different. Like every past life's different. Like every client's different. Like that's the whole point. That's why mm. I ask those questions because we're all unique. We're all beautiful. We're all we're all from the same. We all come from the same. We all return to the same. But we're all here to experience life differently. And all the same. Mm. Every human being innately in their heart space is all the same. Yeah. We all just want to. We all just want to feel safe. We all want to be loved and we want to be nurtured and cared for. And that's basically it. Mm. And, and healthy. Yeah. And that's, ba- that's basically the basics. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's, the core, that's the core of every single human mm. being mm. on earth. Reminds me of the Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, it's like that is a simple hierarchy, you know, self-actualization. Mm. It's just self-actualization is obviously enlightenment but it's just peace and just knowing that it's like when you get to your deathbed you're not going to worry about all the crap you're worrying about when you're 30 40 50 that's a really good um mm. i was talking to suzanne spooner um a couple of nights ago actually yeah just about um because one guy went into his future and his current life yeah, and um, on his deathbed, and just looking back at at the regrets that that he had. But sometimes that can be a good game to play, and just and just go in there yourself and and look back because you've still got time. You've still got time to to change things and 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 to adapt things. Yeah, I do that with clients a lot. I do future self meditations, and so profound. Yeah, so profound. Mm. Mm. Start creating. Mm. Well, what do you want in your life then? Yeah. Mm. Like I stopped worrying and stopped fantasizing and stopped, obviously not fantasizing, but I just stopped, I just stopped worrying and everything just flows to me without even having to think about it. I just say to the universe, please send me some clients to help. Done. It's just, it's just, you just like, you just surrender and let go. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm still on the journey. I'm still, I just, I'm only, thir- I'm 32 on Friday. So I think I'm pretty oh, wise wow. for my, for my age, but I just, I keep thinking to myself, God, where am I going to be in 20 years? Oh, what a wonderful woman I'm going to be, like full full of more knowledge. And But then who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's the fun of it. Who just knows? To, just mm-hmm. today, 26th of September, is where I need to be. Talking to John in Australia, who lives in Burley. What a great yeah. conversation we had. 
Mm. How lucky am I? Yeah. I'm super so, lucky. Like, just you're so blessed to say this to everybody. You know how blessed you are? Like how how blessed you are? Like just just are. Mm. Mm. That's even my um that, that that's my discount code on on the class is blessed because that's how I feel. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So blessed. Yeah. I know. Mm. And and then like Wayne Dyer, you know, if you come from gratitude and feel blessed and you're actually happy with with, with, with whatever you, you have, well then the, the, the universe loves that and it responds to it, so it's going to give you more. Mm. Whereas if you criticize the universe and, you know, Meh, why is this that? Uh, mm. well you're not in a harmony. It, it goes the other way. It's, you, you, you're going to start attracting that even more. Mm. And then your activating system in here, in here is going to be locked into it. So you're actually going to find more and more and more evidence of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel very blessed. Mm. I'm going to go to sleep very blessed and very happy and uh, even more grateful. I've, I've been in gratitude. Like I'm in gratitude every day. I find gratitude for everything, even in the delays and the traffic jams and something that you'd have, you know, I always think if there's something that happens in your day that makes you want to moan about it, don't be grateful for it. See, as you know, Wayne was talking about the 9-11 survivors on his podcast, saying all the people who survived it because they were in traffic, missed a bus, missed the train, yeah. kids, kids running late, totally. someone got, someone got, mm-hmm. yeah. So when I say to my clients, whenever you're in a traffic jam or your kids are running late, driving you mad because they're not getting changed, blah, 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 just go, divine invention, it's happening for me. Just sit in it, be blessed, feel blessed. Mm. Yeah, it's just part of the crazy experience. It is, yeah. Mm. And it'll be over be- before we even know it. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> so enjoy mm. the ride. So I have loved talking to you today, and I hope everyone listening feels blessed and at peace and a bit more blissful after this conversation because I do. Awesome. Th- th- thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thanks, John. I hope you all enjoyed it, guys. And if you did, let us know. Share it with your friends and family. And if you get five minutes, just leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. But if you want to reach out to John, if you're in the Gold Coast area, give him a shout. And yeah, yeah. I'll put I'll put his I'll put your links in the show notes so people can find you on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I've I've, I've got a couple of um full-length sessions cool. on, on my YouTube channel. Cool. And I've got lots of little clips. So sort of 15 or, or, or cool. 17 minute cool. ones yeah lots of yeah. funny ones and yeah really interesting cool. ones yeah well, thanks john thanks everyone right. for listening and we hope you're having a blessed day wherever you are in the world take care guys Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.